Welcome to our podcast, Freedom Decoded. I'm Carrie Bentley. This is Demir Bentley. We ditched the nine to five, started our own business. And what we do today is we teach other professionals from around the world how to get organized, how to get productive so that they can create the kind of freedom that they've always wanted in their in their lifestyle. We are also the authors of the new bestseller, Winning the Week, which you can get on Amazon or Barnes and Noble or IndieBound. Um, we are so excited to have launched this and it's already a bestseller in several categories on Amazon. Uh, so please check this out. Um, but this podcast is sort of our chance to take off our coachy coachy hats, yeah. let down our hair a little bit, and give you a peek behind the curtain at what's really exciting for me and Demir at this moment. And fair warning, we are a bit nerdy. So this one's going to be a little bit of a nerdy one because yeah. today we're going to be talking about how to create systems that can run on autopilot, meaning systems that can run in your job or in your business without you. The thing about this that's interesting is it's nerdy, but everybody wants the outcome. So everybody we talk to is like, I want freedom. I want to, I want my time freedom. And I want to be able to both have a big business and have a big life, but then also not have it expect a lot of me so that I can have freedom of movement and time to think and have great ideas. And it's like, yeah, you want to put it on autopilot. You right. need to put your life on autopilot. No, no, not really. I don't want really all those systems in my life. I just... I want to stay loose and flexible. Yeah. <laughs> and, and all I can say is this is yet another example of something that is really boring, which is creating systems and dealing with technologies and processes and SOPs that creates something really exciting, which is freedom, flexibility, mobility, time. Yes, totally. And we constantly meet people who are sort of at that brink of either burnout or insanity, frankly. Yeah. And they've been told that the way to get that lifestyle freedom is to work hard. Yeah. Work hard, then comes the success, then comes the rewards. But it hasn't. And that's they're so bitter, right? And I, I was too when I did everything I was told to do. And the rewards weren't forthcoming. And in fact, my life felt heavier and bigger and scarier and more filled with fear and anxiety than ever. It feels like a raw deal. Yeah. And then you sort of get trapped in that cycle where you do still have to keep working like a maniac just to sort of like keep the wheels on the bus. Yeah. Otherwise, everything's going to fall apart. So then it becomes this vicious yeah. cycle. Um, even though you do, you get you have so much potential still sort of trapped inside of you, but you're just bogged down in the shallow work. There's nothing worse than that feeling of somebody who's uh, sort of had this awakening. Like, I don't like how my life is working. And yet, I don't see any option to extricate myself. Okay, now, let's put a pin in that. And let's go over here and look at some other people. Um, I, I just recently heard somebody say, um, you know, it's all going to the same place anyways. This is a business owner, by the way. They said, why would I take something on when I know that if I take one thing on, I'm gonna take another thing on, then I take another thing on, eventually I'm gonna have too many things that I've taken on and I'm either gonna quit or probably more likely since quitting is an option, I'm going to figure out a better way to do it and get it off my plate. Either design it out of my life, make it more efficient or get another person or another program to do it on my behalf. And so he said the funniest thing, he said, so why do that ugly middle part? Like when now when something hits my plate, I delegate it immediately because 
it's gonna go there anyways. It's just a question of, am I gonna let it stack up and build up mm. to the point where it becomes miserable and I start lashing out at people and or maybe I've spent months, if not years, ignoring myself and my body and my mental health. Can we skip that part, please? I think for a lot of business owners, honestly, it's just an ego thing. Like they really wanna feel valuable and they think that their work product is gonna be so much better than somebody else's that they don't even wanna systematize it. Um, you know, plus they're not organized enough to systematize it. You have to actually be productive in order to systematize things. So um, that was just my two cents there that we see with a lot of business owners in particular, but then they start realizing the lifestyle benefits are so great that they're able to let that go and yes. focus on their systems. Absolutely. So what's great here is we're here to help. We have been working in the trenches of our clients' lives. We've coached over 50,000 people doing things like creating workflows, systems, automations, automations. What was I just going to say? I was like, that sounds right. Automizations. That's got a truthiness to it. So we've been creating automations with clients for years. And I would say one of our hallmarks is just how radically simple we keep our systems. You know, we have a framework where we genuinely believe that you've got to keep it simple because when you know, the bombs start falling Mm -hmm. and the enemy attacks, if you've got super intricate, highly technical, interwoven systems, often it only takes one domino to fall and the whole house of cards comes down. So you really actually, you know, it behooves you to keep it simple. Totally. I'll give you a quick example of this. People immediately ask us about technology. Well, what technology do you need to make systems? And again, our answer is like, well, as little as possible, because guess what? Like, for example, we still keep all of our standard operating procedures or SOPs in Google Docs. Yeah. Dead simple, right? Super, super simple. Anybody who clicks that link will will open that Google Doc and be able to read it. I have a lot of clients that are like, oh, but I want to use, you know, Process Street or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, you could use it. Guess what? You're onboarding a new employee. Now you got to onboard them onto Process Street as well. You can't just say, open this Google Doc. (laughs) Exactly. It's a whole other step. So the simpler, the better is our philosophy. Yeah. And also with Process Street, what are you, a global bank? I mean, come on. You know, like most of our clients, I mean, listen, if you are, we'll be the first person when a client is working with a, you know, Fortune 500 and they've got, they really need those robust tools and technologies. We'll be the first person to point them to something like Process Street. But we have clients who have like, five employees. Come on, please. Like, keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. I think the one fundamental thing to remember here right at the start is that your life is a series of systems. Yeah. Sort of like the matrix, how like the matrix is like ones and zeros. Yeah. We are like from everything we do from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to sleep, even how we sleep, that is a system. Yeah. How and you brush your teeth, how you feed yourself. Every single thing. And whether it's a bad system, it could be like a really disorganized system, it's still a system. Like that's how you get things done. Um, So thinking about your life and switching your view just while you're thinking about systems to that mindset of like, how do I see the matrix here? How do I see the systems? Yeah. That's really the first key change to make. I I cannot say how important that is. You know, people always say, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, get converted over to your systems mindset. I'm like, you're already using systems. They just suck. And how much life could your how much better could your life be if you just put half an effort into making them a little bit better? This is one of the biggest misnomers about people getting into delegation and automation and creating systems is that somehow it's going to be harder when in every imaginable, measurable way, it's so much easier. 
It makes your life so much better. I mean, we scream this from the mountaintops. It's like, and I'm not a systems guy. You, you are. Let's be honest. You're the kind of person who likes to organize your sock drawer, right? That's like, you're not, you're not That's particularly. a strong word. I don't like to, but I do do but it well. But you do do it well. Yeah, you do do it. I, if you looked at my sock drawer, it would basically be I like. I don't think you have a sock drawer. It's sort of a collective undershirt, sock, underwear, assorted assorted <laughs> random objects that we've picked up on our travels for the last five years all stirred together i took a peek in there the other day i was like i don't want to uh -uh, i don't no, want to know just no <laughs> so so here's the thing if i can become a convert if i can see that i'm so much better off operating with systems than anybody can yeah Totally, totally. And once you get that first taste of success too, it's a real motivator to keep going. Oh my it's just God, sort yes. of like breaking that seal and getting started with it. That's almost the hardest part. But then once you see how much better your life can be, what new resources are at your fingertips once you create systems, then you're never going to go back. Well, I'll just say one more thing before we get into actually what we, what we do. I think about systems creation just as advanced laziness. Mm, I right? like that. So the way I think about it is, would I rather do this thing inefficiently every single day consistently? And consistency is something that I'm not a big fan of. I don't like consistency. And so, or would I rather spend even like 30 hours doing it perfectly once, creating a great system, and then I never have to do it again? And to me, that appeals to my laziness. Right. Where I'm like, okay. Yes, I can do sort of like brief heroic acts of productivity. It's the small acts of productivity that are really hard for me, the consistency right. every single day. And so when I look at creating big systems, I think about it with a sense of greed. Like I'm like, oh good, this will help me be lazier in the future, <laughs> right? Like this will mean that I, I don't actually, have to be I as on the ball. I understand you so much better now. <laughs> And also, I think that's genius, and we need to we need to work that into like our course material somewhere because it's like it's gonna be it's not systems creation, guys. This is advanced, advanced laziness. <laughs> if we sold it as like advanced laziness one on one, people would be like they'd buy it like hotcakes. Maybe who knows? We'll see. <laughs> so let's give you a peek, right? What is what does life on autopilot look like? Um, well, in terms in terms of us and and our lifestyle and our team, um, we have systems for literally any task that happens within our business. So whether it's a simple, if it's a very simple task, we'll film like a screencast. That's sort of a dirty SOP, right? A rough and dirty SOP. Um, or if it's a task that is very detailed and very important, for example, onboarding a new client or making someone has access, access to one of the courses, we have a set of written instructions with a screencast that accompany it. Literally every single task inside yeah. of our organization has that. So. That's, I think, what's most impressive about our company is not the number of employees we have or the number of contractors we work with. We actually try to keep that number as low, low as possible, as possible. Yeah. Um, because we look at every additional worker as actually a failure on the part of our systems to get work done for us. Yeah. But obviously, it's really helpful when you do have people to delegate to, because if you do need a human body to execute certain things... It's, you know, you don't want it to be you, then it has to be someone else. Well, this explains our taco method, right? In the order of taco, it's terminate first. So it's not just these four words. It's actually the order. Yeah. First, we seek to terminate steps right. in the process. We'll try just not we, to do them at all. Yeah, let's make it a leaner. You know, the best part is no part. The best system is no system, right? Right. Um, then we seek to automate. How can we get a technology that we can just plug and play and we'll do this thing 24 hours a day, 
you know, like, seven days a week. One that we use all the time is uh, Zapier. Zapier, exactly. We use um, hundreds of Zaps in Zapier to do all sorts of things, especially on the marketing and the fulfillment side of our business. Absolutely. Then it would be consolidate, meaning if we if we can't eliminate it and we can't get a technology to do it and we still have to do it ourselves, how can we just consolidate it into the most like, you know, efficient package possible so that when we do actually go to work on it, we're doing it in the most efficient way possible. And then finally, if we can't do those three, then we seek to outsource it, right? And so we only outsource something once once we've done everything we can on the T and the A and the C, and then we will sort of admit failure <laughs> and say, well, there's not, there's not a technology yet that can do this. Now we have to hire a person to do this because we can't yet outsource it right. and or we can't yet uh, automate it. And so TACO, Terminate, Automate, Consolidate, Outsource, really explains our approach to how we look at things and how we systematize things in our business. But I want to talk about four mindsets. And I'm going to go really quickly here okay. because actually I want to get to something even juicier. But um, I think these mindsets are important because what we've realized is that if you're thinking the wrong thought, you will never get to the right place. Yes, right? it Meaning, starts with a mindset. Ask the wrong question, get the wrong answer. Ask the right question, get the right answer. So um, often there's what we call level zero thinking. And level zero thinking is sort of like, what am I supposed to be doing right now? And we've all had this, and maybe you don't think this all day, every day, but believe me, all of us have to raise our hand and say, there's moments in our day where we've basically said, oh my God, what am I supposed to be doing right now? Right. I have no idea, right? <laughs> you know, in that moment, you can even just like put a stamp on it and say level zero, right? Because in that moment, you are completely disconnected from system. You are in the ocean, swimming without a paddle, right? You're just trying to like hit those like ping pong balls back and forth across the table. These, the people who are stuck in this mentality often are very busy, you know, and, and they do a lot of stuff. But they sort of think of themselves yeah. as martyrs, like, oh, God, I'm so busy all the time. And like, why is everything coming at me? Everyone keeps assigning things to me. And like, if, you know, I wish that things were different. That's yeah. a very much a victim mentality. Yeah. And because they, they are not being systematic about doing it, they're usually doing it pretty badly. Right. And people are usually pretty pissed off at them. Yeah. And so they also have that victim attitude of like, why is everybody so mad at me? I'm just <laughs> trying to do my best. Right. <laughs> so you're playing defense and playing it badly in level zero. Right. So what would. What would one tick up from that look like? One level better. It would be like, how do I solve this problem myself, right? So meaning, okay, I've got these resources. I've got these constraints. Like, let's make a plan. And so you often know that you're in level zero when you're saying, hey, I'm sick of this. Let's make a plan. Let's do this in a, in a smarter way, right? And obviously, that's an improvement, right? That's a huge improvement because now you're taking ownership of the problem. You're not saying it's my fault that this problem exists. You're just saying, I'm going to solve this problem. Yeah. I mean, so so this question gives way to basic planning and rudimentary problem solving. And, and I'm not trying to diss it, but I'm also going to preview that there's even better levels that you should be thinking about. So this is where you set aside time to clean every week or create a game plan for getting things done or rationalize your approach to, you know, a certain task or project, right? Um, the problem here is that we live in a world that's too big. Even this isn't enough. You There's know, too many things to yeah. do. So this might have cut it in the 80s, 
Yeah. Right. Or the 90s. But now that we live in this big world where we've got such high expectations for ourselves, we're supposed to be fit and and be spiritually like awakened, but also have like badass jobs, but also have kids and like tons of, you know, I have clients who have five businesses. I'm like, yo, one wasn't enough for you. I mean, we just have higher expectations on ourselves. So you doing it alone. Sorry, you're not enough. It's not going to cut it anymore. So what's the then the next level after that? Okay, so the next level after that would, when you realize that you're not enough is, okay, how do I create just almost a better system to get this all done, right? And by system, I mean the whole workflow, meaning the everything you've got at your, at your fingertips, the technologies, the tools, the people, you look at the entire ecosystem and say, how can I rearrange the ecosystem in a more efficient way to just get a better output? And again, this is a better question, so you're gonna get a better answer, right? This is where you recognize that you can use technology and other people and redesign your workflows to get a better output. I mean, the simplest thing that I do all the time with my clients is I find that most of my clients are spending 20 hours a week shopping for yeah. and and cooking food, yep. right? So the whole food thing takes 20 hours a week. I mean, if you just put in two hours a week of food prep on the weekends, Right, so just a little bit of food prep could take that from twenty hours down to ten. Right, right? And you're, I mean, so so an investment of two hours gets you seven to eight hours back. Yeah, right? I mean, and another another one that applies to to almost it basically families, right? Especially if you have kids, you know, you that you waste a lot of time in finding things yeah. and just the general general organization of things. There's just so many objects and toys and clothes around. If you take a look at each room as a system. Or even ask yourself, well, what is my system for getting out the door? And put things in places where it makes it incredibly easy to get out the door. That would be another example of a really easy system that practically all of us should be implementing in order to make our lives better. Totally. So if, if the level before, if level one was really like, how, do, how does the environment stay the same, but I do better? This is you stepping up and saying, no, how do I change the whole environment? Right. Right. And make the whole environment better. And it's obviously a better question, but there is an even better question, right? So level three would be, how do I design these problems out of my life? Mm. This is a big one, right? This is a really good question because you're not just trying to get it all done anymore. And you're not even just trying to re-engineer the environment to get a better outcome. You're actually saying, how do I just not do this? So this would be like hiring a housekeeper and giving her a set of an SOP, a set of instructions for how to clean your house. This would be buying a Roomba, yeah. And saying like, what if I didn't have to have a house cleaner or sweep Vacuum my floors? My floor, yeah. What if I just had a robot do it, right? This is where you, you know, you know, automate your bill pay. This is where you start automating your retirement withdrawals. Or, you know, I, I had a client who was taking their kid back and forth from school and they said, couldn't they just take an Uber, right? I mean, a really secure sort of like personal transport. And they looked at me for a long time, like eyes wide. And I was trying, like- Trying to come up with a reason why they couldn't. <laughs> They were like, oh my, you know, and this feeling of like, and this is again, when we get process blindness, when we've done it one way so long that we, that we become effectively blind to really simple and obvious solutions for other ways that we can do it and then get the sense of rightness. Like, no, it can't be, can't be true. There can't be a better way to do it. But if you, when you actually start looking at these problems and say, okay, I've got this problem taking my kid to and from their baseball practice. Like, how could I just make that problem go away? How do I design the problem out of my life? Not by telling my kid you can't play baseball. <laughs> right. right? No, that would be one solution. But by finding but... a win-win. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
Yeah, awesome. So so that's level three. And then finally, level four is, and this is, we're not going to get into this, but it's a little bit deep and spiritual, which is, how do I stop creating these problems mm. that I'm having in my life? Because often, especially with entrepreneurs and really go-getters and A-types, often they're inserting themselves as the problem solver. If I may, if I may be so bold, you're like this. I told, I, when you said that, I was like, I'm that person. Uh, <laughs> Carrie's a grenade catcher. And when I'm, and it's the best part about her, right? It's why her business has succeeded to this point. Like Carrie's the person who, if everybody else fails to catch something, she will catch it, right? Mm -hmm. The problem with grenade catchers is that- People keep throwing grenades at you. Well, more like your lived sense of being a grenade catcher is that work is magnetically attracted to you. Where the tasks <laughs> and projects will just go zinc and just like attach to <laughs> like you. Like a magnet. Right? Because what's going to happen is the people around you will sort of, without being mean about it or ever even thinking about it, will just relax their guard a little bit more because they know that you're on the case. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, well, you know, some, you know, you just get a little bit lazier, a little bit more complacent because, you know, there's a grenade catcher around. Right. 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 And so whether it's a month or two months or a year, you know, grenade catchers will aggregate work. It just magnetizes. Yes, to that, it totally right? does. And the other thing about grenade catchers is they get a lot of significance yeah. from being that person who keeps totally, everything together, yeah. mm -hmm. right? And so they tend to actually insert themselves, create steps, you know, and, and find them or just unconsciously find their way into more work. What do you think about that? Yeah, well, I mean, I think the, the the level that we're talking about here is how do I stop creating all these problems in my life? And so the solution to that is simply like asking yourself again, like, how do I not, how do I prevent this question from ever having reached me to yes. begin with? Like, what have, what have I been doing such that my employees feel the need to ask me this yes. question? Or if they asking me like, let's make sure that instead of answering, you push back to them and just yeah. be like, listen, I trust you to solve this on your own. Yeah. So that they start remembering like, no, I should be solving this on my own. And Carrie says I can. Yeah. So now I'm empowered to do it on my own. Um, and that 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 is going to eventually translate into those more permanent improvements. So just recap, we're going from the question, what am I supposed to be doing? To how do I solve this problem myself? To how do I create a system and rearrange the environment to solve this problem in a better way to how do I design this problem out of my life entirely to how do I operate in a way where these problems don't, I'm not planting the seeds of future problems, right? And so this is the mindset evolution that you need to go through to support an autopilot lifestyle. Yeah, I, if, and I, I will say, I think Demir does this exceptionally well because um, first of all, you're not naturally organized and productive, yeah. which here can go in your favor because you know you know enough to create systems and you're talented enough to get really good deep work done and you know how to block and defend your time for that deep work, but you make yourself an incredibly poor tool to push other people's agendas forward. Yes. Like incredibly bad. Yeah. Like nobody on our team will contact you for any reason if they can at all help it because they People know that it's hard to reach you. To keep me from being a part of any process because they yes, know because they know it's not going to go as well if you're if you if you have to force Demir into that process. So that is something that's like really cool to see because so I'm it like, actually I'm anti magnetic. You're at, you're, yeah, you have like an <laughs> you're, you're the repellent <laughs> magnet. I'm the I'm the the one that sticks, and then you're the one that repels. Um, oh yeah, goodness. but I think it's it's actually quite genius because I know you do it consciously. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it comes back to this idea of advanced laziness, you know, like 
I have had periods in my life where I tried to take it all on and I just did it badly. And so it's again, comes back to this idea of like, can we just skip that step? Like, I know if I take this thing on, I'll, I'll do it well for a while and then it will degrade and then I'll do it badly and then I'll get frustrated and people get frustrated with me. Right. And then it'll come to a head. It's like, can we just skip that? And let's design a process where we design it out of our life. Yeah, Okay. So let's talk about um, this course that we're releasing, and then maybe we'll outline some of the stages that we take people through in this course. So tell us about this course that you created. Well, okay, yeah. So the the course is called Outsourcing Mastery. Um, It was previously called How to Hire Your First VA. Yeah. And that's because the number one sort of step that it's going to get you from no systems to having systems is having this goal of hiring someone to then take some of those systems off your plate at the end. So it's sort of like this light at the end of the tunnel. Um, But I changed it to Outsourcing Mastery because people taking the course were like, oh, like, this is like outsourcing mastery. Like, I didn't know that I wasn't only going to learn how to hire a VA, that you were going to teach me all this system stuff and all this managerial stuff and all this outsourcing stuff in, to boot. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of obvious because you'd need that, you need that. before yeah. you hire your VA, but that apparently is not obvious to other people. Um, so I wanted to change the name to better reflect like what the actual course was about. Yeah, and I, what I think people can use this for is this would be great for somebody who does actually want to have success with outsourcing. So for example, if you hired somebody for and didn't have a good outcome and sort of got soured on it, but want to come revisit it again, this would be perfect. But also I think what you'll find is it really lives up to the name for people who just want to skip the line, download 10 years of what we've learned about how to keep it simple, but also operate powerfully with your system. Um, this is a great skip the line moment where you can just say, uh, okay, I could go out there. I could put in my 10,000 hours and figure out through trial and error, like how to create systems both in my life and my business to put my life on autopilot. Or I could just like shortcut the line and learn everything that Carrie and Demir know about doing it. And I think the number one impression I've gotten from people who've taken this course, it's just been like, it cannot be that simple. like. It can't be that simple. Mm-hmm. And then they realize how simple it is. And, and and I think the best compliment to you and maybe to us is that that simplicity wasn't the first version, right? We have, we've yeah. iterated through a lot of different, more complicated versions right. of running systems in your life to get to a system that seems almost like death-defyingly yeah. simple. And we've even created a system inside the course for how you can consistently hire and train new people too on your behalf. So this is another big bugaboo about like, you know, remote workers and freelancers is like, well, it's so hard to hire them. Like then you, you know, what if they don't work out and it's all this energy and time wasted. The course shows you a really repetitive and easy to do system so that you can find and hire new people in as little as an afternoon. I mean, it's not, it's not a time consuming endeavor. And because you have created these systems for both the work that they're going to be doing and even the onboarding that you take them through and even how you manage them, then it's going to be very easy to keep people onboarded um, and get them onboarded very rapidly. So I think that's another just weight that's taken off people is like, okay, good. If my freelancer needs to leave, I know I'm going to be able to replace them quickly. So this is for people who want to hire a virtual assistant. This is for people who want to hire contractors and freelancers. This is even for people who are managing, um, you know, remote team members. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, 100% across all those boards. Um, also, just somebody who's looking to, you know, bring a different, fresh perspective on how to do better design of their environment and their system. 
So gang, if you're on the brink of insanity, if you need to create systems in your life, if you're looking to get some support either from technology or either from other people, uh, then definitely check out what Carrie's done. I hope we helped you a little bit today with the mindsets around our systems. And of course, if you're a member of Lifehack Tribe, please go to stage three of the roadmap where we've got all of our systems creation information. So you can check that out and actually start building your own systems and making your life a lot more efficient. And let me tell you, don't do it because you love it. Don't do it because you're supposed to do it or because I said to do it. Do it because you're lazy. Because <laughs> this is the best way to be advanced lazy. And when people tell me like, Demir, how do you have a seven figure business and work four hours a day? I say like, I create systems, right? The systems are doing the work for me even though I'm not always ready to be doing the work. All right. Thanks so much for watching and listening in, folks. Drop us a comment. If you'd like to hear any more about our systems creation process, you can check out the link for Outsourcing Mastery in the description as well. And we will see you in our next podcast. Bye.